Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. Are you here this morning? Let's hear it. Bless the Lord. God is good. All the time. Pastor said something this morning, and, and uh, I was, as I was worshiping, before he had said it, it rose up in my spirit to tell you this. Today's your day. Today's your day. This has been stirring in me all week in waves. Just I'd be at work in waves of, of, of deliverance, waves of, of, of people being liberated this morning. It just I could see it in my mind's eye. I could see it in my heart. I could, I could feel it in my spirit as the power and the anointing of God just swept over this place. And we saw a change just literally melt away. I want to thank everybody. How many of you heard the name Dorian the last couple of weeks? I want to thank all of you that prayed. How many of you prayed? I'm going to ask you a stronger question. How many of you spoke? Well, look at these hands. How many of you poked that devil in the eye? I have family. I don't know. All of you know this. I have family that lives right on the coast, just, just a little bit south of Miami. My daughter, my son-in-law, my grandson live down there. We're talking about chains today, and, and the, the chain that we're going to talk about is words, how powerful and effective they are, both in, in, the, in the positive and in the negative. Well, when they began to show this storm on, on its track through the uh, coming up the Atlantic, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it until it became a threat. Did you hear me? I was watching it, wasn't saying a whole lot until I got a phone call, or a, excuse me, a text message from my daughter who lives there. And then she said, Dad, are you watching this? Well, the, the trajectory, the, the track that they had it going on at that moment was right smack at her. And, and she'd send me, and I forward them to the pastor. Uh, she'd send me little markings of what the weather forecast was down there. But it had it going to pummel South Florida. And I mean, if you listen to the, and that's why pastor tells you not to. You know, you, you listen to the weather forecast. You listen to what they're getting ready to say. They paint the gloomiest, doomiest forecast that they can possibly paint. This is going to be the mother load of storms. It's going to rip Florida apart. And, and I'm sitting there saying, shut up. Well, later on, the, the, the storm was, it was angled right at South Florida. And my daughter texted me, said, Dad, are you praying? She said, this thing's got to turn, Right? Well, she was making a statement, it's got to turn, and it's got to turn right. And I, said, I texted her back, and I said, yes, ma'am. And I said, here's what we're going to do. I said, I'm going to pray and ask God what to say. And then you're going to say what I say. And you're not going to back up. You're going to step right up into its face, and you're going to tell it to turn right. Rita and I were sitting at the kitchen table praying over this, just exhorting one another, and I reached down and opened up my Bible, and Psalm 21 fell open, and I about had a conniption. It was so strong, it exploded on the inside of me. I grabbed my phone, and I text Pastor Brett. I said, look at this. The last part of Psalm 21 says this, that your enemy will turn their back and run. I picked up my phone and I sent that text to my daughter and I said, you got nothing to worry about. Here's the word from the Lord today. This joker will turn and you'll see its back as it runs away. Guys, we watched it on TV. I was at work on my fork truck and the, in my spirit, the Lord said, here you go. I turned over a piece of paper 
And I drew the little storm, and then he said, There's, here's your trajectory. I showed it. I, I snapshot it, sent it to my daughter. You can look at it. I can show you the picture today, and you can look at the trajectory it took. It took it almost perfectly. Almost perfectly. It turned. It, it, I, at the end of it, I, I saw where my daughter lives and where the storm was, and she, she could literally stand in her yard and see its backside. as she watched it run away. Now, we could have been like the news reporters and, and some of the other people that we were around. What am I going to do, Patrick? That thing's coming. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? They say it's, it's going to rip us apart. What are we going to do? By your word, you'll be justified. By your word, you'll be condemned. I'd rather be justified. Amen? Amen. Your words matter. They're powerful. You're, what I'm about to share with you this morning from Scripture, this, this is a powerful, powerful time. The, the time we're living in, you need to know how powerful your words are. The Bible says the, the days are evil. So we're going to prepare. Amen? Finding your voice. Words. Creating or breaking life's chains. I'm going to deal with two different types of chains this morning. Did you know there was two different types? One liberates. The other confines. One liberates, the other destroys. One brings life, the other brings death. I smile every time I see Pastor pick up his chain because it reminds me. How many of you watch Ebenezer Scrooge? The Christmas Carol. When Marley walks in the room. Don't you kind of feel sorry for that rascal? He's chained with the decisions he made in life. That's what he says. But have you ever noticed with every chain at the beginning, there's a hook. Sin has a hook. God's word has a hook. And it, 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 all you got to do is get hooked, and then you get linked. Oh, boy, that was good. Did you catch that? Yeah. Then you get linked. Sin hooks you, and then you get linked to all the things that come along with it. Depression. Poverty. Lack. See where that goes? God also has a chain. This is the enemy's chain. Sin, sickness, disease, depression, overwhelming doubt. Telling you there is no hope. Hopelessness. That's one of the links. Because you got hooked, now you're linked. My very first Bible... Oh, let me, let me. This I got to share this with you. When I was a young man, living, growing up on the farm, the word "hook" was used a lot. My job on the farm—I was going to say this one way. I don't know. Hey, I better not say it like it. I was going to say I was the hooker, but okay. I was the hooker-upper. How's that? My dad, if we had a, a, a project going on, my dad, we had several tractors, and he'd say, go hook it up. Hook it up. Hook the tool up to the source of power to get the job done. 
I like doing that. I like hooking it up. I didn't have to do a lot of work. I just had to hook it up. The power had already been made available. <laughs> Did y'all catch that? Did anybody get their glove and get that? When you're hooked to God, you're already hooked to the source. The power necessary to do what it is you need to do, to overcome whatever it is you need to overcome, to break the chains that need to be broken. Reed, will you hand me that, please? One of my very first Bibles, this is not it. This is a replacement. One of my very first study Bibles. When I first started going to church was that lady sitting up there on the second row. That was a few years ago, wasn't it? Guess what the name of this Bible is? It was published by Thompson. Say it out loud. Chain. God's Word is a chain. You read a scripture in the Thompson Chain Study Bible, and over in the, the columns, it has another reference. It has another link to another source to make the Word stronger, to make you more knowledgeable, to give you better understanding. Oh, oh that was good. What is the number one reason God says his children are destroyed? Lack of knowledge. So when you get knowledge of God's word, day after day, day, after day you're hooked. And trust me, I'm talking from experience. You can get hooked on the word. You can get addicted to the word. And this word will unhook you from all the other things that you've been hooked to. You've been hooked to lack, poverty. You've always come, what was the, they used to say, day late and a dollar short. You'll go from that to being more than enough, having more than enough to meet your needs and, and be able to sow and be a blessing to someone else. All right. These two chains that we're talking about, one's life, one's death. One's blessing, one's cursing. The nice thing about all of this is Scripture says you get to choose. You get to choose which chain you're going to be hooked to, which source you're going to be hooked to. You get to choose. You get to decide what links are behind the hook? You get to decide. And in Scripture, he says, I implore you. I'm begging you. I've set before you. I've set it right here. You get to choose. I'm begging you, please choose life. Hook up to me. That's what he's saying. Hook up to me. Hook up to my word. Let me pull you along. Many times on the farm, some of us youngsters might do something stupid. Could y'all imagine that? I, you know, kids. Be on a, a tractor or some kind of tool, uh, machinery. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking back now. Some of us are ugly. Okay, but I don't you, you get too close to an embankment, and you might tip over the front wheel there, and then you got this one off the ground. You ever seen that before? You can't get out. My dad was really tall. He was intolerant of stupidity. Okay? But he, he would come to the, to the rescue. You hear me, guys? We do stupid things sometimes, but we're still hooked to him. And he comes to the rescue. My dad would bring a stronger, whoo, a stronger source of power and hook up and pull us out of that mess. 
And then say, don't do that again. <laughs> you ever been in that boat before? Where you're just teeter-tottering on, on the verge of destruction, not knowing how to get out, not knowing what to do, not what, knowing where to turn, when all along you're hooked to the source that's going to pull you out of that mess. You're hooked to the source that's going to pull you out of that mess. This morning, I told Pastor over here, this morning I saw something. I saw somebody get a revelation that they're hooked to the God of heaven and his, his resources are limitless. You're about to walk out of here free. You're about to walk out of here liberated. You're about to walk out of here for the first time in your life totally and completely free. Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God has given us the power and the authority to govern our lives and everything around us. We've believed for too long that we have no power, that we have no authority. We, we have bought into the old Doris Day song. Remember her theme song, guys? Sing it with me. Que sera, sera, whatever will, the future's not. Que sera, sera, la. The future is yours to see. He said, I will show you things to come. Reveal, pull back the curtain, open the window, open the door, pull back the shades, let the light shine in, the light of the glorious gospel, the light that will set you free this morning, the light that's about to break your chains. I'm about to have a fit. I'm about to get free. God has given you that storm in Florida off the coast down there. Had no choice but to turn. Too many people were saying, not today. Not today, you won't, devil. Not going to happen. You listen to me in the name of Jesus. Not today. My grandson, my daughter, their extended family is in that coast. You're not going to go there. So, well, Tim, that sounds a little radical. You need to come to my house for a little while. My neighbors pull the shades and shutters. And even their dogs are hiding. <laughs> This is serious business. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He set out to stop you. There's people under the sound of my voice this morning that have a calling and a destination on your life that God Almighty put there, and you haven't stepped out yet. And then the enemy knows you're a danger, you're a threat to the kingdom of darkness. But this morning, you're going to get hooked up. You're going to get hooked up to the power. You're not going to allow the devil to steal what God has ordained for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, this is shouting ground. You're about to be free. Will you put up Genesis 1 for me, please? Hallelujah. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. God spoke. Guys, if you, in Ephesians 5, the very first verse, says, be ye therefore imitators of God as dear children. I feel this. It's running up and down my back like a window shade. If you can do anything, he's saying imitate me, mock me, do what I do, say what I say, act like I act. So God spoke. What do you need to be doing? Let us make human beings in our image 
make them reflecting our nature. You ever looked in the mirror? See your reflection? You reflect his nature. You're a born-again child of God. You've been empowered by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You walk in the very essence of the God who created the everything. He lives on the inside of you. In this earth, you are his reflection. So they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the bird of the air, the cattle, and yes, say this with me, yes, earth itself. Now, for years and 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 years, we've heard God is in control. God is in control. I want to ask you to use your common sense now. Do you think for one moment that this earth would be in the shape that it's in if God was in control? It'd be running like a well-oiled machine before you left those doors today if God was in control. What does this say? So they can be responsible. Uh-oh. Who are they? For the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. You're responsible. Go ahead. God created human beings. He created them, say it out loud, God-like. Reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female, and God blessed them. Now, this is not a blessing like you go, and God says, bless you. Listen to this. You got your gloves on? You got your mitt on? Are you ready? God is not making a request here. This is a decree. The God of heaven the creator, the king, he created everything. He spoke it into existence. He's about to make a decree concerning you. Prosper, exclamation point. Reproduce, exclamation point. You families out there who's wanting to have a, a, a bigger family, read that. Reproduce. Fill the earth. Now, I have been around some families that thought it was their job alone. <laughs> I can't say much. I came from a family that had nine kids. My mom, we didn't, they didn't have a television. You know. <laughs> some of y'all get that later. Fill the earth. I like the last one. This, this one got my engine rolling. Take charge. Now, I ask you again, who's in control? By whose decree? Whoop. I can stop right there. You're in control. You're in control of the chain that holds you. What type of chain? Where it's pulling you to? Where are you allowing it to take you to? Where you're allowing it to take you to? You get to decide. There was a power switch on, on the, I can't remember what they called it. What my dad called it. There's a lever here that, thank you. You could pull that joker and it'd go from one wheel to two. On the other side, the PTO. You flip that joker on and the power source went and whatever it was hit to got energized. <laughs> whatever it was hooked to got energized. Guys, when you get hooked to God, you're going to get energized. 
When you get hooked to the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you're going to be energized. The things that used to bother you will fall away like paper feathers. The things that used to bind you, now I look back in my own life and I think, that used to would have really tripped my trigger. God said, took me a while though. <laughs> yeah, putting all that pressure on you while you're on the wheel. You didn't like it at the time, but you're getting there. Take charge. Be responsible. The chain that was on that guy on the movie, Ebenezer Scrooge, he took responsibility for why he was wearing those chains. He said, I made some mistakes. I put my effort all in the wrong place. I put my attention in the wrong place. I, my focus was on the wrong thing. And day after day, link after link, hook after hook, I got more and more engulfed in things that really didn't matter, things that held me bound that shouldn't have been binding me. It's time to be free. It's time to get loose. It's time to take responsibility for God's word and allow it to become our chain. Leading and guiding us into all the goodness that God has to offer. I, I, I don't know why. This, this just popped into my head. Seeing him wrapped up in that chain on that movie, and he was in agony. He said that was his hell. But there was a little song we used to sing in Sunday school. You can be wrapped up, tied up, tangled all up in Jesus. How many of you sung that? Wrapped up, tied up, tangled all up in Jesus. You see somebody wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus, they're the most liberated person you've ever been around. They are absolutely free. They move and operate. They understand that in him I can do all things. They understand that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He, they understand that I move and I breathe and, and I have my being because of the one who lives on the inside of me. My source is not myself. It's the God of heaven. He empowers me. He is my PTO. That stands for power takeoff. Oh, that was good. That stands for power. I, need, I don't even have a pen. Read or write that down. In this verse, God is making a declaration, a decree of who will be in charge on the earth. He, you, who will be responsible for what goes on here. He was giving Adam, mankind, their voice. In this verse, he's given us our voice. He was linking, he was hooking himself to us. Nothing will be impossible to you. That's what scripture says. Nothing should be impossible to you. It all depends on that. Who you hook to. God bring, I want to kind of clinch the nail behind the board on this. In chapter 2 of, the, of Genesis, God, it says that God brought all the animals before Adam. And I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but he brought them all before him. Now, can you imagine all the animals? Every creature, every spider, every skeeter, Everything He brought everything before him, and he said, you name them. Why did God do that? Why didn't God just do it? Why did God do that? 
Chapter 1. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let him have and... So God had already made that decree, so he didn't have the authority to name the animals. He had given it away. It was Adam's. And it goes on to say, whatever you say is what it shall be. Whatever you call it, that's what it shall be. Guys, whatever you say is how it shall be. Whatever, I'm going over here. Whatever you say is how it's going to be. When you look at a storm that's approaching, I don't care if it's real or imaginary. If it's out here or if it's up here, who's in control? Do you get to say, not today? Back off. Scripture says, taking into captivity every thought and imagination that would exalt itself above the knowledge of God. You have that authority. You have that ability. You have that authority. You have that authority. Cast it down under your feet and walk on. Say it again. Cast it down under your feet and walk on. And as it sees your backside, as you walk away, you forget those things which are, and you press. Number two. Did I give you number one? I did, didn't I? Number two. What you say determines the outcome. Link by link, yard by yard, you're becoming what you're chained to by your words. Link by link, yard by yard, hook by hook, decision by decision, word by word, you're becoming what you are hooked to, linked to. You know, I'm proud to say that there's, I have a a circle of people in this room that I'm hooked to, that I'm linked to. I know who I can pick the phone up and say, help me. I know the ones who know, and, and Cody said it this morning standing up here, knowing who you are, knowing who you're chained to, knowing who you're wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in. I know you. There's a few, I can send a text message and it ain't seconds, it's like lightning. Here it comes right back. And it's never, boy, Tim, I sure feel sorry for you, brother. I'm glad I ain't in your shoes. Pastor Brett does Eeyore better than any man I've ever seen. I try to mimic him at work, and the people just crack up. Yeah, I know it's my birthday. This is good. This is Pastor Brett, okay? I know it's my birthday, but if I get a present, it'll just be an empty box. you That's what you're going to get. Whatever you... Is how it will. What you say determines your outcome. I'm never getting better. I know they said the flu's going around, Patrick, and you know how I am. I get it every time. What you say. Yeah, that flu's going around all right, but it ain't coming near my house. 
No calamity shall come near my. You know, I sent my daughter portions of uh, Psalm 91. When I see stuff like that coming, I instantly, it, it, my, my fallback is always the Word of God. Psalm 91, a thousand may fall at your side, darling, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only a spectator, and that's exactly what she was, only a spectator shall you be inaccessible, hidden in the secret place of the Most High. That's powerful. When you're speaking that into someone else, you take them by the hand. You get a, a, a doctor's report that, that doesn't go along with what the Word of God says. No calamity shall come nigh your dwelling. No evil shall befall you. Only a spectator shall you be, inaccessible. You're hidden in the secret place of the Most High. Let him rage. Let the storm rage. I know my chain is hooked to the anchor that will not be moved. I used to sing that song years ago. Y'all didn't know I could sing. Probably still don't. If I did, you'd probably say, you still can't. The anchor holds. The anchor holds. Though the ship is battered, your storm, this storm might have ripped your, your sails just a little bit, but you're still afloat. You're not going down. You're chained to an anchor that can't be moved will not be moved. That's what you need to declare. I'm standing on the rock of my salvation and I shall not be moved. Let the winds blow and the waves toss. I do have the authority to say, you need to be still. Why don't we? I'm, I'm getting into my next one. Why don't we? Let's go to Matthew 12, 33 through 37. In this verse of Scripture, we're seeing sweet versus rotten. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. Now, y'all can determine which one's which, okay? Sweet versus rotten, life versus death, link of encouragement or discouragement. Are you a life preserver? Are you a hole in somebody's boat? Are you a life preserver? Or are you a hole in somebody's boat? If you grow a healthy tree, you'll pick healthy fruit. If you grow a diseased tree, you'll pick a worm-infested fruit. The fruit tells you about the tree. You're going to know, Pastor Brett, who I'm hooked to by what I say. You're going to know the chains that bind me by how I react when you give me bad news. I, <laughs> this guy came up to me... Well, actually, a young lady that I was mentoring at work, she was being fed some, for lack of a better, crap, okay? Crap. It was crap, really crap, bad crap. So she come back to me, he said this. I'd say, go back and tell him the word says this. So she'd go back and, and she, but he said this. I said, he can't argue with the word, Here. So she finally, one day we were, I was sitting there at my job, and she brings this guy over there, and he, she said, I want you to meet him. And I said, okay. So I shook his hand, and, and, and just this incredible amount of crap started coming out. <laughs> so I reached behind me. I got this little tub on the back of my fork truck, and I pull my sword out and lay it on my lap. And he turns and looks at that girl and says, you pulled a good you would bring me to somebody that carries a Bible. And I, I looked, and he, he wouldn't even talk. And I said, what I think means nothing. I'm not going to give you my opinion. I will tell you what he says. And that's all that matters. 
I'll, I'll look at the weather report just to, just to know how to fight. But what they say goes, I don't give it a chance to roost. It don't get to ruminate. It don't get to make a bed. It don't get to plant seed, take root. It's not messing with my fruit. Tells you all about the tree. Are you strong? Are you planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither? Are you tapping into the river of life that flows underneath you? Have you, have you drilled down? Have you drilled down into the Word of God and found the truth that will set you free? Jesus said it. You shall know the truth and... But you got to drill. Every well that Rita and I have ever had to have dug, I prayed and asked God, where do, where do, where do, where do I need to set this... I actually had the county man to come out and he said, this is where I want you to put it, Tim, right here. And he stuck up a little flag. He said, that's where it's got to go. I said, okay. I waited till he left. <laughs> God, is, is that it? No. Move it about. And I went, you sure? Moved it. Set it up. The guy come, set the drill. Went down a little less than 300 feet. Hit. I was standing next to him. We were talking about, he said, you know, it's been a pretty good drilling, Tim. He said, you want rock. It makes it solid. He said, and that's all we've been drilling is rock. And he said, man, you're going to have your good will, I think, whenever we hit water. While he was yet talking, that drill went from his eyes got big. Water went. I'm like, you can stand there if you want to. He shut that thing off, and, and I got away. And he came back later, and he said, man, this is, a, this is a gusher. You got enough water here. We're pumping 33 gallons a minute. And he said, that's running wide open. And I, I'm just, just Jesus and me. <laughs> when all was said and done, he, he put the cap on the well and come in and, and got us to sign the papers. He said, Tim, you've got water standing 10 foot from the top. I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Enough water to run a subdivision. That's fruit, guys. That's, that's being obedient. That's just, okay, God, man says this. If, if you're okay with that, that's fine with me. But if you're not, tell me. My uncle lives across the fence. Here, here's the thing. Not a godly man. Putting it politely, not a godly man. He was hooked to the wrong chain. But he was watching them drill. And he called me. Have you hit 400 feet yet? No, sir. Well, you can expect 600. Mine's 600. I know it's going to be 600. I'm like, yours might be. Okay. And when I told him what it was, he was like, I don't see how you, that's the problem. That's the problem. You don't see. All right, next verse. You have minds like a snake. That was my uncle. Have you been around people who have minds like a snake pit? How do you suppose what you say is worth anything when you are so stinking thinking? If your thinking is permeating in the room and it don't smell like the lily of the valley, we need to have a cleanup. It's your heart, not the dictionary, that gives meaning to your words. Junk in. Junk out. Out of the abundance of the... the 
Freedom or captivity? A good person produces good deeds and words, season after season. I'm feeling bad today, Becky. Does that give me the right to come over and, and just puke all over you? <laughs> puke words of negativity. Puke words of doubt and unbelief. Season after season. Be faithful to the word. In season, out of season. Day after day. I don't care what it looks like this morning. It's just Jesus and me. Full each, I'm going to stop singing. Be confident. All right, number three. Would you back up there, please? I, I want to finish that. Every one of these characters, this is where, this is vitally important. You get around people that say, Tim, you're a word police. Well, I'm my word police. I cannot be yours. I will not be yours. I might not agree with it, but it's not my job to clean you up. That's between you and God. That's between you and who you hooked up to. Every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you. There will be a day of reckoning. This is scary. Words are powerful. Do you agree with that? Ask Dorian. Irma. Remember Irma? Words are powerful. Take them seriously. Words can be your salvation. Words can, be, can also be your damnation. What you say, help me out. What you say is how it shall be. Yeah, but Tim, God understands it. I was just kidding. The devil don't. The devil don't. He will take what you say and beat your brains out with it. Or you can take what you say and beat his brains out with it. Which one would you rather have? Words are powerful. Choose them well. Choose them well. Number three. Be confident and persuaded in what you say. Turn your PTO on. Everybody knows what PTO is, right? Turn your PTO on. Get hooked up to the source. Get chained, wrapped up, tied up, tangled up. Isaiah 55, 11. Now listen, in Job, God tells him, said, you shall make a decree, and it shall be established unto you. Is that pretty definite? I'm, I'm making a decree today. As for me and my house, I'm making a decree today. No weapon formed against me shall. I'm making a decree today. No evil shall. I'm making a decree today. A thousand may fall and 10,000 that, but it shall. I'm making a decree. Listen to this decree. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. 
It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing which I sent it. This is God making a decree over his word. Who's in charge of your words? What would happen if all believers stepped up and said, so shall my words be that go out of my mouth. I'm going to line my words up with the one that I'm hooked up to, and I'm going to say what he says and do what he does, and I expect that they shall not return to me empty, but they shall accomplish that which I purpose. I purpose to live healthy. I purpose to live prosperous. I purpose to live in peace with my neighbors. I purpose to be victorious in everything that I do. I purpose that whatever I put my hands to prospers. It flourishes. I am the very image and mirror likeness of the God that I serve. And shall succeed in the thing which I've sent it. Guys, when my baby, my baby grandson was born, this has always been big in me. What you say is how it shall be. I'd sit in the rocking chair. Now, when my wife and daughters would go out shopping. They'd leave him with me. You know that made me mad. I'd sit there in that rocking chair. Is uh, Buddy and his wife here? Up top. She sent me a text message. I gave them the chair, my easy chair. She sent me a text message. She said, did you used to pray in this chair? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, I can feel it. But I'd sit there with that baby in my lap, and I'd begin to speak over him. And you know where I got that from? The Old Testament how the, the fathers would talk to their children and their grandchildren. And I'd speak words of life over this boy with tears running down my face and pecking on his little bald head. You're a blessed child. You're a prosperous child. You're an intelligent child beyond imagination. The hand of God is on you from this day forward. All of your needs will be met. You'll never be short. Now, I meant that in, in natural things, but the kid is 10 years old, and he's, I'm like, dear, I'm, I need to be more specific. He's nearly as tall as I am at 10. Of course, I know that's not saying much. But, that's, <laughs> but I spoke life over him, and I spoke God's favor over him. And I expect the words that I spoke over him not to come back empty, but they do what I declare them to do, and I have seen it. I have seen it. He finds favor with his teachers. He finds favor with, with people everywhere he goes. He stands out like a little light. People come up and talk to him that don't even know him and say, He's, there's something about that boy. I can tell you what it is. I hooked him up at a small age, at a very young I wrapped him up in the Word. I wrapped him up in God. I hooked that chain to him. I chained him to the Word of God. I chained him to the Spirit of God. I chained him to God himself. Nothing's going to harm that boy. My son-in-law and my daughter, his parents... I don't know if they know how blessed they are. The prayers that I prayed over that boy keeps them safe. The prayers that you pray, the declarations that you make, the umbrella that you, ride, that you raise up, you know, you can get other people under there with you. The words that you declare, you know how I know that? In the New Testament, Cornelius... Cornelius, Peter shows up to Cornelius' house. Salvation was coming to Cornelius' house. So <laughs> Cornelius goes out and gets everybody in the neighborhood. The house was full. That's what Scripture says. The house was full. 
And when the Spirit of God fell on that house, everybody in there got baptized in the Holy Ghost. They got the gift that God had promised Cornelius just because at that moment they were under that umbrella. That was a rabbit trail, but it was a good one. Why has God's children not used their voice and speak with the bold authority that they've been chained to? That authority that has been given to us by God. I give you one explanation. Identity theft. Identity theft. Who you are has been stolen from you. Maybe you never knew. Maybe you've never been told. You can't say that after today. The world has programmed us to think like they do, to say what they say, to be chained to what they say and how they operate. But all that can change. Romans 12, 2 and 3 says, Be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. Don't be chained to the way they operate. But be ye transformed by the, the renewing of your mind. How do you do that? How do you renew your mind? You hook up to the source of renewal. You turn the PTO on, the source of power, and you allow him to flush out the old and bring in the new. That you may prove, here you go, guys, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You're facing something, a situation. You ask yourself, is this the perfect will of God? Is, is this the will of God for that storm to come up that coast and hit my daughter's house and destroy everything? Ahead? Is that the will of God? Is it the will of God for you to have more month than you have money? Is it the will of God for you to have more month than you have money? Is it the will of God for you to have less strength than you do strength? Is it, is, it God, is it God's will to allow one of Satan's link to be hooked onto you that brings calamity in your life? No. So why is it? Identity theft. We allow it. We allow it. Que sera, sera, remember? Renew your mind continually. This is not a one-time thing. You let up, you'll open the door for something else. Without it, without the renewing of your mind, you will return to the default of the original programming. I heard that in my spirit while I was writing this down, so I just typed it right in there. If you fail to continually renew your mind, eventually your mind will instantly revert back to its original programming and you'll begin to speak just like the world speaks, talk just like the world talks, act just like the world acts, accept what the world accepts. I'm asking you today, I'm, I'm letting you know today that these things ought not be and shall not be if you stand up Get chained, turn on your PTO, get hooked up, 
and say from this day forward, it's just Jesus and me. I refuse to be allowed. I refuse to allow the world's way to dictate the outcome of my life. I refuse to allow the devil and his influence on the world to dictate the outcome of my life. I refuse. I accept God's way. I accept God's word. God's word for me is final authority. You make that quality decision and say, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. The chains and doubt, the chains of doubt and unbelief are no longer prevalent in my life. The chains of sickness and disease, lack and poverty have no more hold on me. The God that I serve provides all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Isaiah 53, 5, I am healed whole and well by the stripes that Jesus bore. There is nothing missing, nothing broken. From my mind to my feet, I am healed whole and well. That's a declaration. So today, today, I decide. Today, I'm in control. Today, I'm responsible for Tim. I'm responsible for what's going on in my life. I'm responsible. Remember? I take responsibility. God, as you will empower me, Lord, as your word will direct me, his word is my lamp and my light. I will follow that path and allow him to take me where he wants me to go. That's your declaration. And I'll come out on the other side victorious. You can do this and incorporate, link up with like Pastor Brett, Becky, Angie, Kenny, Tanya. Find you a circle of people who will yank your chain if you're stinking, thinking, get stinking again. Don't allow yourself to be chained outside the realm of God any longer. It's up to you. If it's to be, it's up to me. God's given us the power. He's given us the authority. He's given us his word. He's given us his, his, his spirit. He's given us Jesus' blood. There is no excuse. There is no excuse. The victory you walk in is the victory you want. Woo. The victory you walk in is the victory you want. The level of victory you walk in is the level you want. Did you get anything out of this? Bow your heads just for a second. This message was for many of you. It's time to take authority that the Word of God gives us over our lives to submit to it, to submit to what God said, what God spoke to you today about. He wants to give you victory. Will you give him your life? If you're here today and you have not made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior, will you do that? Will you just lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me? Maybe you're sitting here and you gave your heart to Jesus a long time ago, but you're not living to the level where you know you should be. If that's you, just lift your hand and say, I'm, I'm rededicating my life today. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Come on, be stirred. That's the Spirit of God stirring you to go to the next level. Let's all pray together. Father, I take your word to heart. I will live all the days of my life according to your word. You're my strength, my help. As I make a commitment, you strengthen me and you help me to keep it. It's your word. It's your spirit. 
thank you, Father, for the help, for the strength. Now forgive me for wrong thinking, wrong words, wrong living. I commit my life to you, afresh and new, every day, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.